Mr. Taylor Bagley. I think it's time to secure the bag this morning on Business Casual. Go ahead and jump us into today's company. Are they securing the bag? Are they not securing the bag? Let's discuss. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Daniel. And yes, today we are going to talk about um, Uber again, which uh, I, I think we've mentioned here before on this segment. But uh, um, now Uber is jumping ship on Jump. So uh, for those of you who uh, you know are just kind of hearing this story for the first time, uh, Uber said last week that it's offloading Jump, which is its uh, bike and scooter sharing business, um, to Lime, who is also in the micro mobility space there, um, who has uh, you know scooters and other uh, micro mobility uh, pieces of equipment around cities all over the world. Um, so Lime is a company in which uh, Uber is investing $85 million into, um, and Jump, uh, the division of Uber, had been losing roughly about $60 million a quarter um, you know, here for this past year. So USA Today has reported that Uber lost $2.9 billion in the first quarter alone as its Jeez. overseas investments were hammered by coronavirus. So yeah, I mean, huge um, huge losses there. Um, and the company continues to focus on growing things like food delivery business that, you know, we obviously just touched on, um, aggressive cost cutting there on some of their operations to ease some of the pain, uh, more short term. And then, um, you know, but it's not looking like they're going to be able to pull through in the scooter, bike, you know, micro mobility space here. So, um, Uber CEO, uh, Dara, and, and forgive me here, but Kasha Rashaki <laughs> um, said in a statement that uh, with our rides, uh, with our rides business has been hit hard uh, by the ongoing pandemic. We have taken a quick action to preserve the strength that of our balance sheet, focus additional resources on Uber Eats, and prepare for any recovery scenario. Along with the surge in food delivery, we are encouraged by the early signs we are seeing in markets that are beginning to open back up. Um, so, kind of some vague language there. I think that that really means, you know, hey, we've got our eyes, you know, on the prize down the road. There's a couple of markets, you know, specifically in some of the delivery areas that we are doing a little bit better on. Um, and then, you know, kind of back to that cost cutting aspect of uh, their approach is uh, Uber said that it's going to cut roughly 3,700 full time jobs or about 14% of its workforce um, as people are avoiding contagion, either staying indoors or trying to, you know, limit contact with other people. Um, and then also its main rival in the United States, uh, the company Lyft, has announced last month uh, that it's going to lay off roughly 982 people. Um, um, and that's roughly 17% of its workforce just because of uh, plummeting demand. So they're, they're kind of on par, I think, with the industry in terms of ride sharing. Um, so, you know, but back on Uber Eats, you know, that, that delivery business grew roughly 53% um, over here in this past quarter. So that, that kind of puts them a little bit here in a gray area. But back to our main topic, which was, you know, Uber's investment in Lime came um, as a part of a $170 million funding round, which also included companies like Alphabet, Bain Capital Ventures, uh, GV, and other investors. So uh, consumers will have access to jump bikes and scooters um, through the Uber app, but Lime will now run the operation and kind of see to it there on the back end. So, you know, it might seem that in the long term, Uber might be set up to walk away with the win here. But as of now, I'm going to have to officially say that they did not secure the bag. 
Womp womp. <laughs> we we mm. need a womp womp sound effect on that. Exactly. Yeah, so th- this might be one of our our first uh, bags not secured, but uh, you know we'll see. I- I'm sure that they they have what it takes to pull through with it, but definitely a notable shift in the micro mobility industry. Daniel, you want to give us your thoughts on that? Sure. I mean, it's you know I, I don't think it's surprising that. Um, these are being abandoned to some degree, uh, just the, the scooter and bike programs. I just think it was something popular to get into, um, and I think Uber felt like they had uh, the right market share and they were already in the right space to launch at scale. Um, but combine it with sort of a... I. I I think an inability to adapt from uh, the cities and the municipalities that were taking in these scooters and bikes. Uh, and I think a lot of them just didn't have the infrastructure to long-term support scooters on sidewalks or in the streets or uh, bikes um, in the streets or on the sidewalks at scale and permanently. And then add on top of that the pandemic that I think is going to dissuade people from wanting to grab um, a transportation vehicle that someone else was just using. Um, You know, even if it's just as small as a bike or a scooter, you know, you're still touching the handles. You're still, um, you know, grabbing the brake line. And all of that interaction, I think, is going to dissuade people from even wanting to get near any of these or even consider using them to some degree. So I think there are several factors that are keeping um, micromobility at bay right now. And I think they're both such large-scale issues that it could motivate a company like Uber that often runs at a loss and is all about market share and not really about profitability at all um, because of how much money they just bleed consistently. Uh, this just doesn't seem like a business decision that would go against that model for them. If all they're trying to do is really retain market share, m- retain their uh, power and presence over the micromobility market, if no one is using these or if it's not something where they can stake out a huge portion of the market share, it's probably not worth their time. So I actually don't think it's that surprising that they're jumping ship on jump. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I agree with Daniel on that. And just from more of a city planning perspective, I suppose, you know, I um, I really uh, had some hopes as I saw some a lot of buzz kind of going around about uh, various cities around the world closing down a lot of streets uh, to allowing to allow more room for residents to uh, you know, to, to bike, to uh, to get around in different ways while still being able to be safe and to kind of socially distance themselves from one another um, on city streets. So I, I've seen a good amount of that and was kind of hopeful that, that places would be able to, uh, to carry that out uh, a little bit more, which might kind of give a little bit more credence to something like jump, you know, and might 
mm-hmm. encourage people to, to utilize these types of services a little bit more. Granted, what Daniel mentioned about, uh, you know, the concerns on, you know, riding a bike somebody else just rode and, and things like that. I think those are very valid concerns as well. And so th- those are two sides of the, of the same coin, perhaps. But, you know, I, I was hopeful that that would be something that, that maybe would become a bigger thing during this time. But I, I also understand the, the concerns and everything that you guys have mentioned as well as far as Uber's business model. So, you know, there's there's a lot to discuss there. And uh, but I, I have to agree with Taylor's assessment. They did not secure the bag in this instance. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler, that, that's a good point. You know, I uh, for you viewers here at home listening, I uh, I live in a kind of populated downtown area here in Dallas and um, micro mobility mobility is huge for me even just sometimes getting to work getting to the store and I've noticed that the city itself has responded a lot to one the fact that the presence of micro mobility in general and the widespread usage of it um, where now you know there is bike lanes on almost every street now you know they have actually segmented off parts of almost all of our roads to you know allow for more pedestrian traffic foot traffic um i think the ways that we were even seeing commercial spaces pop up um even in just a short amount of time you know the year or two that that micro mobility became you know a widespread solution had started to change a little bit so i think some of the momentum that we started to see um stemming from that is actually going to take a downturn a little bit here um but you know this this might be still a, a precedence for a uh, a future solution on, on you know just how to get people around how to get people to you know where they're going and uh you know maybe we'll be getting around less or going to less places in the future um or just the way that we go to places and interact with, with them will change um but you know you're right uber is not uh, you know a stranger to taking a loss um i think two point or was it 2.8 or 2.9 billion in the first quarter um, is probably a bit steep for them but uh, um, yeah it, it'll be interesting to see where, uh, where this goes here so. all right y'all I think that does it for today's episode of business casual a lot of big talking points we went through a variety of different issues um, but I think we uh, I, I think we talked on some big shifts that we could be seeing in society here in the next mm-hmm. uh, several months, years. Uh, so this was a high level episode of business casual. There was definitely a theme with all of these and kind of shaking up just the the framework of society here. Agreed. Wow. True. Look at us <laughs> tackling the big stuff. Such prognosticators. It's so great. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Business Casual. We appreciate uh, you know everyone tuning in. And obviously, we're going to be coming at you every Wednesday and Friday. So don't miss out. We're always bringing you the most interesting B2B uh, ideas and news and thoughts that you're going to find in the B2B business news world. So uh, make sure you're tuning in again Wednesdays and Fridays, 9 a.m. Central. And make sure you're subscribing to get all episodes of Business Casual and the rest of our contributor shows at MarketScale Radio. That's going to be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And go to marketscale.com slash industries to find all of these snippets as well as other contributing articles from a lot of different great contributors across different industries and some of our original video series as well. All right. Thanks again, everyone. Bye now.